Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show, our theme, Christianity and its relationship to politics and pop culture. At times, over the air or on podcasts, I make predictions. Not because I view myself as a prophet, and not because I believe I am predicting anything which others would not also guess. Any thinking person following the news could make the exact same predictions. And of course, I'm not the only one making them anyway. But... When I make them, and when they come true, I do like to point out the fulfillments not to boast, but to show that our society is headed down the same road that civilizations of the past headed down before they lost their freedoms. Freedoms which first eroded due to subtle brainwashing, and then continued to morph into redefinitions of what it means to be law-abiding, which leads to anarchy. That, my friends, is the stage we're in right now. Not everywhere. It depends on the state. It depends on the city. But there's certainly an overlap, a changing of the guard going on, if you will, on where we are as a culture regarding downright anarchy. And of course, no country can survive perpetual anarchy. Eventually, the anarchy is taken over by a strict military police dictatorship. Those who ignore the lessons of history and how history repeats itself, and those who ignore what the Bible says about human nature, the patterns of history, the predictability of human nature, those are interesting combos which really will tell you the future. It really will. Human beings and their uncanny abilities to be deceived from without and self-deceived from within with an incredible talent to rationalize our own actions, not take responsibility for our own actions, Leaving what we want to believe, those who ignore these foundational primaries to assessing a society are taken by surprise when their freedoms slowly disappear. And so I make predictions because their fulfillments spotlight where we are as a nation and verify that we should start paying better attention. Anyway, In addition to my broadcast show on The Answer and on K-Praise, and in addition to my daily Bob Siegel Show podcast, I am also one of four rotating co-hosts on another podcast for the CGM Radio Network called World News Brief. Shortly after the shooting and deaths of three children and three staff at a Christian private school in Nashville, Tennessee, I first commented on all of the expected reaction of the liberal media call to gun control. That probably didn't surprise anybody, but I also made mention early on about the shooter being transgender. It was coming out in the news. It wasn't being emphasized. Let me take a few minutes and replay some of the points I made, some of the predictions I made, obvious predictions, of course they were. Easy predictions, of course they were. I'm going to play them for you anyway. This, which follows, is from a couple of weeks ago on World News Brief, a recording, an excerpt. After listening, we will return to today's current Bob Siegel Show. 
Meanwhile, for the longest time, we were hearing very little about the identity of this assassin, and that is because the identity does not fit the mainstream narrative of our self-righteous pundits. They expect shooters to be white and male or conservative or Republican or Trump supporters or pro-life people. Those are the ones they salivate to talk about, not women, not even women who identify as being a man. Okay. Now look, as far as I'm concerned, a killer is a killer. I don't care about the race. I don't care about the color. I don't care about the gender. I don't care about the gender preference. I don't care about the gender transition. If they kill, they kill. It doesn't mean I'm assuming that all transgenders are dangerous the way the left will immediately assume if one pro-life person gets violent or tries to blow up an abortion clinic, they'll assume that all pro-life people are like that. And we hear that. This just verifies what we've always known about those dangerous pro-life people or dangerous conservatives or dangerous Trump supporters, whatever the case happens to be. If one or two people are violent, they'll paint with a thick brush and make everybody dangerous. I don't do that. I only bring it up to show how the media does not know how to handle somebody that does not fit their narrative. Transgenders are supposed to be viewed as victims. The idea of a transgender victimizing anybody else, they can't even conceive of that. They don't want you to conceive of that. And so they will try to find a way to explain it. Just watch. By the time this is over, there will be sympathy for the shooter. Already, NBC News is talking about resentment on the part of this 28-year-old former student of the school. And we're being reminded that up to now, there has been no police record. They will spin like Rumpelstiltskin. They will spin because you are not allowed to think of transgenders as violent. Well, my friends... I do not think of transgenders as violent. I don't think of anybody as violent until they commit violence. The excerpt you just heard was from World News Brief, March 28, 2023. And of course, that turned out to be the understated prediction of the year. Let me share some of the news reports that followed Fox News. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said Thursday that the trans community in America is under attack just days after a transgender former student opened fire in a Nashville, Tennessee school and killed six people. That was Fox. That was a straightforward retelling of what the press secretary said. But you just gotta love the New York Times. At first, they referred to the suspect as a female assailant. This was quickly remedied by their official Twitter account saying there was confusion later on Monday about the gender identity of the assailant in the Nashville shooting. Officials had used she and her to refer to the suspect who, according to a social media post and a linked profile, appeared to identify as a man in recent months. Glad we... Got that one cleared up, New York Times. The correct pronouns associated with the shooter are so important. And take a gander at this next one from America's News Now. 
the leader of a transgender youth education organization, drew strong reaction on social media Tuesday for claiming religious schools need to be regulated following the mass shooting at the Covenant School in Nashville. Eli Ehrlich, a transgender activist and co-founder of Trans Student Educational Resources, shared the calls on Twitter Tuesday. While pointing to a blog authored by a former pastor, Ehrlich claimed that the Covenant School is a right-wing institution in which shooting suspect Audrey Hale and other students were previously abused. Obviously, this isn't an excuse to attack it, Ehrlich tweeted. Oh, well, thank you for saying that at least, Ehrlich. He goes on, but there are problems with deregulating religious schools and the U.S.'s lack of mental health care. In other words, this wasn't an excuse for an attack, but I will take this time to condemn them, even though six people from that school are dead, three of them children. Have we no conscience left in our country? Have we no shame left in our country? This is the way we respond to cold-blooded murder? And here's one from Yahoo! Dozens of protesters swarmed into the Tennessee state capitol on Thursday, demanding that the lawmakers take action on gun violence as they appeared to mourn the loss of the transgender former student who shot and killed six people at a private Christian school in Nashville, Tennessee, earlier this week. While several people held up six fingers, video from the demonstration showed multiple protesters holding up seven fingers at one point in an apparent display of how many lives were were lost in the shooting that took place. Every death is a tragedy, y'all. Seven lives, one protester could be heard saying in the clip. Got that? Are you paying attention, ladies and gentlemen? The seventh person is the shooter, the killer, the murderer. But this person is a victim. And would this person be viewed as a victim if this person was not transgender? Some transgenders are victims, but the victims on this day were the three students and three staff. This is disgusting. And now one that's made a lot of news from the Daily Mail, a first-hand account from Riley Gaines. I'm not going to read all of it. You should go and read this yourselves. But anyway, Riley Gaines is a recent graduate from the University of Kentucky, where she was a 12-time All-American swimmer and a spokeswoman for the Independent Women's Forum. Here are her words. Just over one year ago, I wouldn't have imagined that I'd find myself barricaded inside a classroom in a building on the campus of San Francisco State University. Outside the door, a violent racist mob chanted threats against me. Open the door. We want Riley, they screamed. Why are you protecting a white woman, the mob spit at security. This is vengeance. You're protecting a transphobe. A transphobe, yeah, right. What made her a transphobe? Well, let me go on and I'll explain or I'll let her explain in her own words why she's now viewed as a transphobe. How had it come to this, Riley asks. Only moments before I was hurriedly shuffled into a side office, I was standing in front of a crowded room speaking about the disturbing and growing trend of biological males competing in women's sports and attempts by radical activists to gag women who dare to speak out. For nearly a year, I've been traveling from campus to campus sharing my personal story of racing University of Pennsylvania swimmer Leah Thomas, who was formerly known as Will Thomas. 
Will Thomas was a mediocre male athlete, but in 2021, after coming out as transgender, Leah Thomas started dominating female competition. In the female category, Thomas defeated Olympians, American record holders, and some of the most impressive women in the sport. Of course, I knew this was wrong, but it wasn't until I competed against Thomas myself that I fully understood the depths of this injustice. I raced against Thomas in March 2022 in the 200 freestyle. We tied. We finished at the exact same moment, down to one hundredths of a second. But after we stepped down from the awards podium, an NCAA official looked at both Thomas and me and said, Great job. You tied. But we don't account for ties. So the trophy goes to Leah. That struck me as strange. So I questioned him. As it turns out, that may have been the first time anyone had ever questioned why Thomas received special treatment. And the official's answer shocked me. He said that Thomas would hold the trophy for picture purposes. That's when I realized that the NCAA no longer valued everything that I, my teammates, and every other girl swimming that day had worked their entire lives to achieve. The goal was no longer excellence in women's sport. The goal was virtue signaling on the backs of women. Unfortunately, it seems that people pushing for trans inclusion in the female sporting category are more interested in silencing and threatening their opponents than in engaging in dialogue. These radical activists would rather bully their way into women's locker rooms and women's competitions than look for a way to create equal opportunities for all. So much for good sportsmanship. I am not afraid to confront bullies, but when I arrived at San Francisco State University, I expected that campus police would be there to ensure my safety. They were nowhere to be found. Nevertheless, the organizers of the speech and I walked to the room, and I proceeded to give my speech to a packed house of supporters, protesters, and the merely curious. The entire time I was speaking, I could hear chanting from outside the window and from the hallway, Trans women are women, trans liberation, and it's time to fight back. Inside the room, I was heckled, interrupted, and insulted. But while this was disappointing, the protesters were basically peaceful, that is, until the moment my speech ended. After I finished fielding questions, a group from outside the room swarmed in, turned off the lights, and pushed toward me at the front of the room, I was backed up against the podium. I was cornered and increasingly nervous. A man wearing women's clothing intentionally hit me twice. The first blow landed on my shoulder. The second one glanced off my shoulder and hit me in the face. Another woman with my group was also attacked. I later saw a picture of a girl grabbing her by the face. Okay, there's more to the story, and she's not saying, and I'm not saying, and I don't think anybody is saying that all transgenders are violent. I've said this many times on my radio show. The LGBTQ community, I think, for the most part, wants to be left alone and live in peace. It's the radical activists we're talking about right now. And to be fair, I don't think they speak for the entire community. I've said that before. I probably can't say that too many times, especially with the way people react today. And let's talk for a moment on how people react, how people might be reacting right now. Because I'll just bet you somebody is listening right now without really listening. Since everything else is redefined today, violence is defined as free speech. Free speech is defined as violence. 
in the hearts of many, they are not accepting actual words or reflecting on actual words, but rather an emotional reaction to the words. And because they aren't really listening, they think they are hearing some kind of hatred or some kind of call to persecute transgenders. They are not. They are simply hearing that the rights of all people need to be considered, including those who have religious views that differ from the LGBTQ movement or views on sports that believe it's unfair for a man to enter a woman's sporting event calling himself a woman, all the while holding the advantage of a male body in the competition. And yes, there are some who feel that when six people are shot to death, they are the victims. Not the shooter. The shooter committed an act of evil. Be they gay, be they straight, be they male, female, transgender. When somebody murders, it's murder. And this is Bob Siegel making the obvious obvious.